Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Thursday, March 9th. Ian Cameron flying solo today, just yours truly, Alex. Ongoing internet issues today uh, with uh, damn you AT&T. Uh, hoping to have uh, Alex back with us tomorrow, and it's Friday, so Jimmy Murphy will probably be with us tomorrow as well. Oh, and Nate Rapensky as well. He's with us, of course, every two weeks uh, on Fridays. Uh, so we'll have a full house tomorrow to make up for it. I'm happy it's just a solo show today. There's wall-to-wall college basketball. It's actually why there was a slight delay in the show getting underway today. I'm just uh, trying to get bets placed, in-game bets placed, trying to get all that shit done knowing this show's going to go a while, and I don't want to be doing that when the show's going on. So that's why the delay. Uh, we're ready to go now. We've got a huge Thursday card tonight loaded with 10 NHL games uh, on the uh, docket uh, for this uh, Thursday uh, night. Uh, looking forward to actually 11. Uh, games here tonight on this Thursday. Let's begin. We're going to go right to it. No recap today. We're going to jump right into this Thursday card, and we're going to begin with the Philadelphia Flyers and the Carolina Hurricanes. We have Carolina minus 420 home favorites, six the total uh, here in this one. Uh, you look at this matchup here uh, between these uh, two teams, and right now I think when you look at it from a uh, spot perspective, it's just uh, Carolina. Not a great spot. I mean, you're coming off a couple of uh, – games here you're coming off first of all uh the tampa game you survived montreal in a shootout and that tells you all you need to know the montreal game that if you want to lay minus 420 at this time of year you're just asking to be sent to the poorhouse as far as your nhl bankroll uh, is concerned now i know it's philadelphia the opponent they've lost five of their last six but if you actually look at the two meetings this year hurricanes flyers not easy games at all for the carolina hurricanes four three overtime win in philadelphia in October, and then right around Christmas time, Carolina hanging on as a 340 favorite, minus 340 favorite for a six to five victory. Not exactly the level of comfort you're looking for when laying a big price uh, like this. So, you know, I think it's one of those spots here in this game where uh, you've got uh, Philadelphia, certainly a team that's going to be uh, looking to, uh, you know, I think I think the effort has still been commendable for Tortorella's group. I mean, even in the losses, the Tampa game, game was. 5-2, and you know they kept trying to battle back into that game. They did get the win against Detroit. They took the Rangers to overtime uh, here in this game. It's just, to me, a price that's really, really high in a spot where I don't know Carolina is going to be able to just put the boots to Philadelphia. I mean, well, we haven't seen evidence of that. We just saw them play Montreal the other night, and it was a tight game. Uh, I'm just going to have a, a couple of bucks, nothing significant here uh, on the uh, the soccer bet that I've, I've mentioned uh, looking at sometimes here in some of these games, you can get Philly or draw at plus 200 uh, in this game, where if the Flyers win the game, it cashes. But even if they lose and the game goes to overtime or a shootout and they lose in overtime or a shootout, you cash your ticket. So uh, a little bit here on uh, plus 200 uh, in this one here for the uh, Philadelphia uh, Flyers uh, in this game. Just a small bet. I like the over, though. That's the game. That's what I like even more here uh, in this matchup is the uh, Flyers and the uh, Hurricanes to go uh, over the total. We saw two meetings earlier this year end up going over the total with these uh, two teams. 
Bruins. And again, I find with Carolina, look at the Montreal game. One of the reasons I like the over there is I think the defensive intensity is not quite there when you're playing a lesser foe. And that's definitely something that would concern you here uh, moving forward. Uh, I also know with Sandstrom in net uh, for the uh, Flyers, you know, definitely there's going to be opportunities for Carolina to find the uh, back of the net. By the way, of course, we know Tony D'Angelo suspended for that spear on uh, Ryan, uh, on not Ryan, Corey Perry the other night uh, of the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So he's obviously out for this game. Uh, Antti Ront is out and uh, they're resting Freddie Anderson. So up from the AHL from the Chicago Wolves is Pyotr Kochekov. And I don't know how many of you have been paying attention to what Pyotr Kochekov has been doing in the minors, but he's been involved in a lot of crazy shit there. He scores a goal, a la Linus Allmark, you know, uh, uh, in a recent AHL game. And he actually gets into a little bit of a fight uh, during one of the games recently as well. So uh, Pyotr Kochekov has definitely kept things entertaining. And he's definitely kept himself busy down there in the uh, AHL with some of the uh, uh, antics that's been, that have been going on with him uh, as of late. But he's a very talented goalie. I like that he actually shows a little emotion. Yeah, I don't mind that. See, the reason I don't mind it, and why I'm, I don't like what Bennington does is Bennington comes off as a little bit pompous. You know, I think with uh, Pyotr Kochekov, he actually comes off as uh, entertaining, uh, in my opinion. So, yeah, in this game, I like uh, the over. Uh, and uh, certainly, uh, I think it's just a little pricey, pricey enough on Carolina that just a small shot for me with the double chance. Flyers are draw plus 200. I like uh, Sebastian Ajo over shots on goal uh, in this game tonight. Uh, he's definitely been trending over that number four straight games uh, at home. He's really trended over that shots number. Uh, Spechnikov as well uh, over shots on goal for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes uh, going into this uh, game tonight. I think both of them uh, quality looks uh, as far as props go. Uh, same props we've talked about repeatedly for Carolina. P uh, probably piqued my interest as well when you're talking about Brent Burns to get a point, when you're talking about Marty Natchez to score a goal or get a point or both. Uh, because he's really been that good uh, for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes all season long. So uh, those are the bets we're aiming here with the uh, Flyers and the uh, Hurricanes. Again, we've got Kochekov, Sandstrom, the uh, confirmed uh, goaltenders uh, going into uh, this uh, matchup here uh, tonight. All right, let me just uh, make sure we get the uh, right data up here for the uh, next game. Just one second. There we go. All right, perfect. Actually, there's a couple more I was trying to uh, look up here in terms of uh, props. Yeah, Burns uh, definitely has been uh, going over that, uh, get, registering a point in eight of the last 10 games. Morgan Frost, by the way, if you're going to bet someone for Philadelphia, look at Morgan Frost. Uh, he is someone that's actually had a little bit of an uptick uh, in terms of you know, shots on goal, six straight. Now, I don't love these shots on goal props against Carolina because we know they're very good at not giving up a ton of shots on goal. But if I were to look at one on the Philly side, Morgan Frost would be it maybe as well to get a point for the uh, Flyers because, you know, it's fair to assume they don't get shut out. Uh, and if someone's going to contribute offensively for them, it's probably going to be Morgan Frost uh, with the uh, uptick and the uh, improvement we've seen from him of late. All right, next up, we've got New Jersey and Washington. Devils minus 145 road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this one. The Devils with a uh, tough loss the other night against Toronto, 4-3. Uh, we were on the BetCast watching that game. They went up 3-2 and then just made some mistakes. Timo Meyer goes from uh, uh, GOAT in one sense of the word against Arizona to the GOAT of the other sense of the word uh, against Toronto is in his fault, you know, on one of the goals, the Mitch Marner shorthanded goal. Uh, he coughed up the puck in the neutral zone. Uh, and the next thing you know, uh, obviously, it's in the back of the net. 
uh, and Toronto ends up getting the Austin Matthews power play goal to win it. I like over the total here. I'm not going to overthink it. Seven straight games have gone over the total for the New Jersey Devils. They've been an over machine. Uh, there's no question. I don't trust Washington to shut them down. They've got some issues defensively a little bit, Washington, of late. We saw them give up uh, four goals to Anaheim, three to the Rangers, seven to Buffalo, uh, you know, three to San Jose, uh, four to L.A. You know, they haven't exactly been shutting the door. They've been giving up a lot of shots lately, too. And the one thing you want to point out with the Capitals, and it's something I think we've mentioned a couple of times here on the show, is this blue line's banged up. John Carlson's been out for a while. Nick Jensen now is out. He's one of their better steady uh, hands uh, in terms of defending in his own end. Martin Fehervari is day-to-day for the uh, Capitals. So they have some issues and injuries on the back end right now. That's definitely a concern for them uh, moving forward. Uh, we don't have a goalie confirmed for Washington tonight, but we assume it's going to be uh, Darcy Kemper uh, here in this game. Washington doesn't play tomorrow night. There's only two games tomorrow night. Washington is not one of them. So you'd assume Kemper back in net. Akira Schmid, by the way, is going to be the uh, goaltender tonight for New Jersey. First goalie to leave the ice this morning in the morning skate. Uh, and the reason for that is, you know, Vanacek needs a rest. Mackenzie Blackwood still dealing with the lower body injury. So uh, Lindy Ruff says, let's get uh, Akira Schmid. Uh, in there and see if uh, he can uh, get the uh, job done here tonight. But unfortunately, comes into this game not exactly a playing some stellar hockey by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, he's definitely hit a, had some struggles of late. You look at the uh, numbers here for Schmid, uh, one and six in his last seven starts, 2.43 goals against 908 save percentage. The numbers aren't terrible, but just the results have not been there uh, for Schmid of late. He did get a shutout against Philadelphia. Uh, back on February 25th, but in his last start, uh, he ended up giving up three goals to the uh, Vegas uh, Golden Knights uh, in that uh, game uh, in Vegas to end that uh, road, road trip. He gave up four uh, in a, a loss to uh, St. Louis uh, before that. So still trying to find his consistency uh, and trying to find his uh, footing uh, here uh, right now with this uh, New Jersey Devils team. But uh, I'm just going to stick to the total here. I, I like over the total. I think actually if you're going to look toward the uh, Devils here, we do get Washington off that California road trip. I think the New Jersey first period puck line, I might uh, probably will look to that for some kind of play, uh, Some put some kind of amount on that. Uh, Devils in the first period, uh, puck line minus a half at a plus price. They do catch again Washington coming back home off that California road trip. So advantageous spot maybe for New Jersey. And the fat New Jersey lost their last game. I figure screw the uh, minus 145, you know, to hell with the regulation line, which, you know, the regulation line's actually not bad at plus 108. But I say go for that first period puck line, but plus 165 uh, at bet 365, where jump on this uh, Washington team off the road trip. Devils come out strong after the loss to Toronto the other night. So uh, I like that Devils first period puck line look, and I like over the total in this game. As far as props go, uh, Dawson Mercer point, Dawson Mercer goal. Now, last two games, the point streak has continued, but he has not scored a goal in those two games. But I'm still going to uh, sprinkle uh, to score a goal on uh, with uh, Mercer tonight. And, of course, we know the point streak for Dawson Mercer has now reached 10 consecutive games. And, you know, the prop numbers continue to be reasonable to bet that prop. So we're going to go back to that Dawson Mercer uh, well tonight for the uh, New Jersey Devils. Uh, minus 130 to get a point, upwards of plus 225 in a lot of spots to score a goal. Uh, what else? There's, this is another game where we're involved in a, in a decent amount of props here because I think it's one of those games where uh, definitely with goals expected, you know, we're going to see some uh, prop uh, looks on both sides. On the Washington side of things, oh, uh, by the way, in terms of uh, shots on goal for this uh, game, this is probably one of those good games as well for that. 
looking at some uh, shots on goal uh, targets as well. Uh, and I think when you look at it from a New Jersey perspective going into this game, uh, we've seen Nico Heeshear has kind of picked it up with his shots on goal number. Uh, Jack Hughes, I think, will go over the shot number tonight as well. A favorable matchup, I think, for him when you look at the way this Washington team is uh, configured. So I think Jack Hughes definitely can uh, get the uh, shots on goal that he needs uh, as well uh, here tonight uh, in this game. Uh, so those are a couple shots on goal props here that I would look at. Dawson Mercer, it goes without saying, like I said, the point and the goal prop for sure uh, going into uh, this matchup for the uh, Devils. Uh, Heeshear, by the way, his shots on goals uh, over two and a half minus 140. So it's, again, not a bad price, not a bad number uh, at all uh, with that. So uh, that's pretty much what we will be uh, going with here with the uh, Devils and the uh, Capitals here in this game. I'm just trying to see if I missed uh, on anything else here uh, for this one. Uh, let me just see here. Uh, actually, there's a couple more. I mentioned Mercer point and goal, obviously. Uh, if you want to put it in a parlay, we, Dougie Hamilton's on a good point scoring streak. Uh, seven of the last 10 with a point uh, for him uh, coming into this game, you know, and uh, you could definitely go with, you know, Hamilton to get a point, Hughes to get a point. Uh, definitely. Uh, I think Timo Meyer actually tonight, knowing that he coughed that puck up late, might end up being someone to consider here. Yeah, Dawson Mercer over shots, Donnie. Yep, yep. I wouldn't argue with that. Uh, I like that. Uh, that's actually good. You're still getting value with his shot prop. So I, I'm with you there. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, yeah, Andre Palat, Eric Howla, good calls there, Rich. They're heating up. If you want to take a, a little bargain bin shot here uh, with these two players, you're looking at just in the short term. Howla's gotten uh, get, gotten it going offensively. He's only plus 140 to get a point, plus 460 to score a goal. Uh, so there is value on Howla. Uh, Palat's plus 325 to score a goal, only plus 125 to get a point. Um, that is a good find there. Uh, that uh, these are two players that have definitely picked up their game. They had both had really good games against uh, Toronto uh, the other night. And yeah, looking at their recent numbers, Hallow with uh, five points in the last two games, two goals in the last two games. Palat, meanwhile, four points in the last two games, and you get plus money on both of those uh, players to find the uh, or to find the score sheet tonight. So uh, not bad at all there. Uh, again, you're looking at current form. Finding that that change, finding those players that were, you know, it's just suddenly they flip a switch and they start to get it rolling. And that's definitely the case with those two devils, uh, Howla and Palat, no question. Okay, Rangers and Canadians uh, next up here. We've got the uh, Rangers, uh, obviously big fa road favorites in this game, uh, currently around minus 280, uh, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this one. Uh, Montreal, again, a feisty home underdog is. You know, the way it's often been with this group, and we saw it against Carolina, you know, they were that close basically to winning that game uh, against uh, Carolina, against Carolina, but they end up falling short and losing ultimately uh, in the uh, shootout uh, in that game. So we'll see if they're able to uh, maybe pick off and pull another uh, upset here as home underdogs tonight against the uh, Rangers. You know, the Rangers still trying to find that chemistry, uh, essentially with all the changes they've made. Uh, they are only... Uh, you know, uh, they've lost actually the first two games they played since getting Patrick. They're 0-2 since Patrick Kane's donned a uh, New York Rangers jersey. Now, obviously, it's not time to panic, but certainly you want to see them uh, show some signs of getting back on track here tonight against the uh, Montreal Canadiens. It's been kind of an odd series history where Montreal's gone to New York and played very well against the Rangers, but the Rangers have dominated here in Montreal. Uh, the Rangers have won uh, four straight meetings here in Montreal against 
the uh, Canadians. I just don't feel comfortable, though, laying a price like this with a team that's still trying to gain their chemistry a little bit. Uh, we'll have to see if their uh, ailing defense, uh, the Rangers, uh, gets a little bit healthier. Keep in mind, they play without Ryan Lindgren for the last couple of games. Looks like he is still going to be out. Uh, we've mentioned all the injuries that Montreal's dealt with, and yet still they're finding themselves competitive uh, on a nightly basis, which is very impressive. But, you know, Armia, Doc, Barron, Dvorak, uh, Jordan Harris, uh, Cole Caulfield, Jake Evans, Brendan Gallagher, Sean Monahan, Uri Slavkovsky, Arbor Jackeye. It is a very lengthy injury report for the uh, Montreal Canadiens right now, and, and that's definitely problematic uh, for them uh, moving forward. Uh, this is more of a prop game for me. Uh, Igor Shosturkin will be the goalie for the Rangers. Samuel Montembeau will be uh, in goal here for the uh, Canadians tonight uh, in this game. Definitely going to be more of a prop game rather than a, a pregame side or a pregame total uh, in this one. Uh, I've talked about how the Rangers are definitely a team that I've been looking at more so overs than unders lately. The series history has actually been very strong to the under, so that's probably going to be enough to keep me off the uh, total. Like I said, the side. Uh, the Rangers, this is a. This feels like a spot for the Rangers to play well, focus, get back on track against a team they can beat, but I'm not laying this price. So again, like I said, this is more of a prop game for me tonight between the uh, Rangers and the uh, Canadians. And as far as the uh, props go, Mike Matheson continues to be, uh, and again, we've talked about his shots on goal numbers now for a few games, and he just continues to go over two and a half shots. He's shooting the puck a lot from the blue line. I think a lot of the injuries that they've had have played a role in that. Uh, so definitely over shots on goal for Mike Matheson. Uh, I like that tonight. I like him to get a point as well. He's been uh, hitting the score sheet lately for the uh, Canadians as well. Uh, so definitely some uh, good props there in terms of uh, Matheson over shots uh, and to get a point. His over shots prop still only minus 105 uh, in some spots. So still uh, excellent value there with that. Um, and what else did we see here? Oh, yeah, I'm just uh, taking uh, a look here. Yeah, Gurionov as well. Gurionov's only over one and a half shots, but he's cleared that number uh, recently. It's minus 180. It's a little bit pricey uh, for my liking, but you could go over two and a half at a plus price and, and maybe take a shot with that because during this stretch, Gurionov's averaging 3.2 shots on goal. So he's actually averaging over three shots on goal. So you could actually go over two and a half uh, at a plus price uh, with uh, Dennis Gurionov tonight for the uh, Montreal Canadiens uh, as well in this one. As far as the Ranger props go, uh, Tarasenko uh, entering this game on a three-game point streak for the uh, New York Rangers. Uh, here's a forgotten man. You know, here's someone that uh, obviously has had a, a ton of issues, injuries, you know, not living up to his draft status. Uh, he's had some mental health, you know, struggles off the ice. But Jonathan Drouin has a point in three straight games for Montreal, and it's only plus 112 for him to get a point tonight. So that's definitely uh, a bargain look potentially uh, here in this uh, game tonight with Drouin starting to heat up a little bit at least uh, as of late. Uh, and uh, also tonight, and like I said, Matheson props for sure. Um, again, we're, I'm going to hold off on, you know, looking at Patrick Kane props until I see him fitting in better with this team it just hasn't uh been uh, there yet for him uh so we'll have to wait and see you know how long it's going to take for that uh, chemistry to uh, develop vincent trocheck i think is worth a look he's got five points in the last four games just take that point prop uh, on vinnie trocheck because he's definitely been the one that's been producing on that line and it's minus 138 uh, by the way for him to uh find the uh, back or just get on the score sheet and get a point uh, two goals and two points for lafreniere against boston 
Uh, and, uh, you know, he's tr- the Gerard Gallant is definitely trying. Now that they didn't trade him at the deadline, he's still a Ranger. I think the onus has to be let's let's give this kid a shit ton of opportunity to prove himself here at this point and show what he can do. Uh, and now you're seeing uh, with uh, Lafreniere, he's still on the kid line, but uh, he's moved up now on the power play to the number one unit. So that's significant. That means you're going to see uh, more opportunity for him to uh, uh, get those you know points, goals, whatever the case may be. So uh, Lafreniere is an interesting look here for shots on goal as well, because you think if he's going to get number one power play uh, duty, uh, number one power play unit, he's going to have the opportunity uh, to find the back of the net. You can get plus 330 on him to score a goal. Again, he had two goals against Boston. Uh, plus 300 to get an assist as well if you really want to uh, end up uh, you know, taking a shot with uh, him in terms of the assist prop uh, as well. All right, uh, Dallas and Buffalo. Let's move on to uh, that one. Stars and Sabres. We've got the uh, Dallas Stars here, uh, minus 170 uh, road favorites here in Buffalo. Rematch of the 1999 Stanley Cup Final. See, I'm old enough to remember that. The old Brett Hall skate in the crease game, game winning, series winning, Stanley Cup winning goal uh, from way back when. Uh, so Dallas minus 170 road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. I don't want to lay it with Dallas on the road. The question is, do I trust Buffalo enough? Um, and uh, I think I want to. I know I want to trust Buffalo here. I mean, I feel this price is scream and take the Sabres. You know, Dallas can't be trusted as road chalk in this in this price range. Uh, Dallas, by the way, has gone over in three straight. So I'm kind of looking at maybe this game being a, a, a one that could be higher scoring than you think. Buffalo has uh, gone under in two straight games. Will that continue, though, past that? Well, that remains to be seen. Uh, remember, these two teams that played uh, earlier this season, Buffalo 1 and Dallas 3-2 uh, in overtime back in January. Uh, this is one where I'm debating, Buffalo or draw. Uh, which one do I like better? Uh, again, Dallas continues to flirt with overtime for the most part, even in the games that don't go to overtime. 4-3 with Chicago. That one just barely missed OT. The Arizona game barely missed o- overtime. Uh, the, the rematch with Chicago-Dallas, it was two late goals for Dallas to put that away. You know, other than that blowout win against Colorado, and then we saw what happened the last game. I was four fucking seconds away from winning the draw, and Tyler Toffoli ends it in the dying seconds, and Calgary wins that game 5-4. Um, I, I think I'm going to do a half-and-half half here. Buffalo plus the price and the draw. That's definitely the way I'm going to approach. For Buffalo, think about this spot now. They've lost. Uh, you know, to Edmonton in their last home home game. They had the uh, loss to uh, the Islanders on the back-to-back the next night uh, in uh, Belmont Park. They lost at home to Edmonton. They then lose on the back-to-back the next night in Long Island. That's two losses in a row. They see what's going on around them uh, in the Eastern Conference. They've got to get two points. They've got to try to get this thing turned. Like they, they're, they're baiting a little bit out of it. And it's not like they've been playing terribly and they're on this massive losing streak. But it just goes to show you when the other teams around you in the Eastern Conference playoff race are winning, even you losing two games in a row can be a massive, massive detrimental uh, turn of events. And, uh, you know, basically about a, a month ago uh, for the for, or not a month ago, about a week, a week and a half ago, Sabres were in a playoff spot. Sabres had one of the wild card spots. They lose two in a row. Ottawa's winning. Florida's, you know, starting to win. Pittsburgh's been winning a couple. And the next thing you know now, Buffalo's five points behind. 
Pittsburgh, who have the uh, second and final wild card spot in the East. So these are this is an important game for the Buffalo Sabers. A to stop the bleeding, and B to try to gain uh, confidence again here uh, in the uh, or gain ground again here in the uh, playoff chase. So uh, I'm going to do a, a split here between the uh, Sabers money line plus one forty five, plus one fifty, and the draw, which again is a phenomenal price. It's always got a shot in games when the Dallas Stars are involved, plus three fifty. Uh, with the draw. So I'm going to split up uh, half and half, half on the Buffalo money line, half on the draw, and the hope that maybe Sabres win in overtime or regulation. And even if the game does go to OT or, and, or a shootout uh, and Dallas wins, we're still going to get a profit out of the game because of the uh, draw cashing. So uh, definitely I, Buffalo plus the price and also the draw plus 350. It's a good prop game as well uh, when you look at it because, uh, as far as uh, this uh, matchup goes. Uh, Jamie Ben. Uh, by the way, his shots on goal are trending up. Joe Pavelski, his shots on goal trending up. Uh, Miro Haskinen, I've always talked about him for Dallas. I like his shots on goal usually, and that's once again the case tonight. Uh, Wyatt Johnston, you could go in that direction, a depth forward, but continuously uh, making an impact for Dallas uh, in uh, recent, uh, all season long, really. He's played pretty well. And then on the Buffalo side, Dylan Cousins' goal and point, it's become like a habitual bet for me. Uh, as far as the props are concerned, Jack Quinn, uh, you know, the mighty Quinn, uh, two points. Uh, he had, uh, he's has actually gone pointless the last two games, but I think it feels like he's ready to get back on track here. Five points still for him in the last uh, six games for the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, no question about it. Uh, yes, Jordan Greenway moved up to the top line. Now, Jordan Greenway is not much of an offensive player. Okay, so. That's the only thing that I'm hesitating on in terms of, yeah, in theory, we've talked about this concept all season long. Player moving up to the top line, that's when you want to take their props. But Jordan Greenway is not really much of an offensive player. He's got two goals and five assists uh, for the entire season. But Don Granado is shaking up the lines. I think he wants a little bit more physicality, size, someone that can clear the clear open space uh, and, and um, you know make the, give a little more room out there on the ice to Tage Thompson and Skinner who Jordan Greenway is going to be uh, playing with here tonight uh, in this game. Uh, so we'll see if he can make an impact. Uh, you know, he is plus uh, 540 to score. It's hard not to bet that. Plus 540 to score a goal when he's going to play on the top line. But I'd keep it small because, again, he's not really an offensive finisher by trade, uh, Jordan Greenway. That being said, he's got two terrific forwards and line mates playing uh, with him uh, here tonight uh, in this one. Uh Tage's shots on goal is only plus 110 at over three and a half. I don't mind that. Uh, uh, Skinner's actually, uh, you know, over the total in his shots the last game. You could go there over two and a half minus 160 uh, here tonight for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. So definitely some good uh, options here as far as I'm concerned. Looks like for Buffalo, uh, the starting goaltender tonight, again, they've had a uh, basically a, a revolving door essentially pretty much all season long uh, with their goaltending. And it looks like that's going to uh, continue here tonight. Uh, last I heard, it was going to be Eric Comrie uh, in goal for the uh, Buffalo Sabres tonight. Uh, and uh, I believe it is him uh, that's going to get the uh, start here for uh, Buffalo. Uh, yes, indeed. Eric Comrie, Jake Ottinger are going to be your starting goaltender matchup. So it'll be interesting to see how Comrie uh, fares here in this uh, game. Uh, he's 8-8, eight eight, 3.56 goals against 885 save percentage uh, going into this game. Uh, we'll see. He has won his last four starts. I do want to point that out. And in the last start he made against Tampa, 5-3 win. He stopped 33 shots in that game, uh, Eric Comrie. So this guy does have some capability. You know, I like the way he played 
in relief of or backing up Connor Hellebuck last year in Winnipeg because that's where he was before he became a Buffalo Sabre. He was backing up Connor Hellebuck in Winnipeg, and I think they kind of wish they'd have Eric Comrie back in Winnipeg right now because uh, David Riddick is not exactly what I call an upgrade at the backup spot to a uh, Connor Hellebuck, who suddenly, if we watched, if you watched the game last night uh, against Minnesota, he's definitely going through his roughest stretch of the season by far. A couple of those goals last night. When Connor Hellebuck's playing well, he just doesn't give those up. And that third goal in particular by Hartman. Now, I was happy. I had Ryan Hartman to get a point, and obviously it came through with that goal he scored, but I was happy to see it go in. But my gosh, that's got to be stopped. Simple as that. Can't let that goal in uh, if you're Connor Hellebuck. So he's kind of hit a wall uh, lately here for the uh, Jets. He's obviously good enough to turn it around, but I think they kind of wish they still had Eric Comrie. Uh, going forward. So as far as this game goes, like I mentioned, all those props I mentioned, Buffalo plus 150, draw plus 350 split. And I think I might bet over six and a half here with this uh, matchup being uh, what it is as well. And Dallas, believe it or not, has gone over in three straight games uh, all of a sudden. All right, next up, uh, we've got uh, the, uh, let me just see here, uh, New York Islanders, Pittsburgh Penguins, Pittsburgh minus 140, uh, home favorites, uh, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, this is one where I consider the draw, uh, but I don't really want either side. I don't want to lay that price with Pittsburgh. I certainly don't want to lay that price with Pittsburgh, not after, you know, playing so awful early in the game against Columbus and they're lucky Columbus did what Columbus often does. And that's find a way to not protect the lead. Uh, and that is exactly what we saw from the uh, jackets in that game on the BetCast uh, on Tuesday night. Penguins come all the way back and complete the uh, comeback win uh, over the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, in that one. Uh, just again, we're talking about level of comfort. And at this time of year, if you're going to lay chalk with favorites, now this isn't a big favorite, minus 140, but if you're going to lay chalk, you got to have some level of comfort that their game is where it needs to be. Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, you know, the four, up and down, they, they have won four, uh, five of their last six, but, you know, a lot of these have been pretty close, tight games. Uh, St. Louis in overtime, Nashville, they needed an empty net goal, uh, overtime to beat Tampa. 5-4 against Columbus in OT. But again, that draw does have potential tonight. Uh, Pittsburgh, five, uh, three of their last uh, six games have gone past regulation. And we know the Islanders, 3-2, uh, 2-1 with Minnesota. When they play playoff teams or teams, you know, at or around their level, you know, Buffalo, Islanders, L.A., Winnipeg, you know, I've seen a slew of one-goal games uh, with these uh, teams. Earlier this year, the Islanders have beaten the Penguins uh, three times already this year, three and zero straight up, three and zero against uh, not against the spread, but three and zero this year uh, against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, December twenty seventh, and then the two games in February where I thought actually Pittsburgh outplayed the New York Islanders in both games, but the Islanders found a way to win because they quite frankly got better goaltending and they finished their chances better uh, than Pittsburgh did. That was the difference in the end. So uh, I, I would lean Islanders, but I like the draw. Uh, a little bit more than that. I think this is definitely going to be one of those classic situations where you've got these two teams currently in the two wild card spots. Islanders, the first wild card, Pittsburgh, the second wild card in the Eastern Conference, separated by one point going into this game tonight. If this game's close late, tighten it up, get the point in the bag. That's what you're going to look for here. So uh, definitely a draw appeals to me for uh, some kind of bet here in this game. As far as the uh, props go for Islanders and Penguins, we do have some options here that uh, appeal to me in the uh, prop market uh, for this uh, matchup here. Parise has actually gone over his shots on goal in four straight games. Anders Lee has gone over his shots on goal in three straight games. 
uh, for the uh, New York Islanders. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, recent form, uh, Crosby, you know, continues to uh, go over his shots, seven of the last 10. Uh, like I said, Anders Lee. Uh, there's a couple of Malkin's not been a bad option lately, too. He's been seeing an uptick in shots. And the one thing about the Islanders is they did give up a shit ton of shots to Pittsburgh uh, in both games. You know, this could be actually one of those games where maybe you look at Ilya Sorokin over saves. You know, that's been the theme. Uh, in the previous meetings this year, Penguins and Islanders. Penguins had 46 shots against the Islanders the last meeting. They had 44 shots the game before that uh, as well uh, against the Islanders. So that's a combined 90 shots on goal for the Pittsburgh Penguins in the last two games combined uh, against the Islanders for this Pittsburgh team. So this does that, this does have that feel of a game where you might want to look at that goalie saves prop for Sorokin here tonight for the uh, New York Islanders. He could be busy once again. He certainly faced a shit ton of rubber the last two times the Penguins played the Islanders, uh, and definitely uh, you might see that one more time. I mean, if you're going by the, the last two head-to-head -head meetings, then you've got to look at this over 30.5 saves here uh, with uh, Ilya Sorokin tonight because Penguins have fired 40-plus shots uh, on goal uh, against the Islanders in these back-to-back uh, -back, uh, games. Uh, that they uh, played against uh, one another. Yes, Jason Zucker, I, I, sh I shouldn't even have to say it, but I will. Uh, he has been uh, magnificent for the uh, Penguins. He's always worth a look. I like Raquel as well. Raquel to get an assist, four assists in the last four games, four points in the last four games. You go Ricard, Ricard Raquel point, Ricard Raquel assist. Jason Zucker, uh, definitely the point prop. I mean, he's got six points in the last five games. He also has six goals in the last five games for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, just playing great. Uh, he's willing his team to victory. He's only plus 105 to get a point. He's upwards of plus 250 to plus 280 to get a goal uh, in this game tonight, plus 250 to get an assist. And like I said, with Ricard Raquel as well, he's on an assist and a point streak lately for the Penguins, plus 160 to get an assist, minus 145 to get a point. So uh, those are some good looks in terms of the point props. Brock Nelson's almost an automatic to get a point, but again, you got to put it in some kind of uh, parlay uh, at this stage uh, for the uh, New York Islanders. But no, there's no doubt he's been uh, certainly uh, able to uh, contribute, and he's been doing that repeatedly uh, for them of late. Uh, but Anders Lee, uh, it is worth noting, he's got uh, two points uh, in the uh, last two games for the uh, Islanders, so the captain's kind of uh, gotten it uh, back together again offensively of late. Uh, that's pretty much the props for me. Uh, a little bit on uh, it put Brock Nelson in some kind of point prop parlay tonight, for sure, with the way he's produced. Uh, maybe look at Anders Lee. Uh, and then also, like I said, for Pittsburgh, Ricard Raquel point assist and Jason Zucker goal assist point. Anything Jason Zucker, I think, is absolutely worth a lot. And that saves prop, like I said, with, with Sorokin over 30 and a half saves. Again, if you're going by the last two meetings, they pelted him with shots. The Penguins did. All right. That's the first portion of the card hit the like button we appreciate it uh we've got still uh six games left to break down actually no sorry we got vegas and tampa then we'll get to the first ad break i uh, screwed that up there you go vegas and tampa then we'll get to the first ad break we've got tampa here minus 170 uh, home favorite six the total uh, in this game um i'm still not ready to lay set minus 170 with tampa bay they got the win that they kind of had to let's see them can we see them beat somebody good I mean, other than Philadelphia, I mean, then we can start to say, hey, everybody take a deep breath and relax. Everything's fine again uh, in Tampa Bay. I'm not there yet uh, with this team. But what, because they beat uh, uh, Philadelphia? No, they got to show it again here against a Vegas team that uh, is coming off a uh, disappointing setback. 
against the uh, Florida Panthers uh, in their last road game. So they'll be looking to make amends for that uh, going into uh, tonight here against uh, Tampa Bay. Keep in mind, this was a team that won three in a row prior to that loss against uh, Florida. See if they can uh, respond here and uh, bounce back uh, on the road in uh, Tampa. Jonathan Quick will get his second start with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, and he did win his first start, albeit it was at home against Montreal. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how he fares here. Uh, it was He played very well, uh, actually, in that game. Now, you know, he ended up um, he ended up uh, playing, uh, giving up a few goals, I should say, in the third period. Um, but a lot of them weren't really his fault. I don't think he gave up a quote-unquote bad goal, you know, against Montreal. I thought he played very well, and you could tell he was definitely excited, you know, to make his Golden Knights debut, wipe away all the the shock and the all the emotions. I'm sure there was some shock. There was some disappointment, some tears, everything about the trade from L.A. to, uh, to Columbus uh, because of the fact that he had been there his whole career. But, you know, he shook it off. He focused basically on doing his job. Uh, in net against Montreal in his Vegas debut, and he played solid for them. Uh, make no mistake about it. They have some injuries with their depth forwards right now, Vegas. Carrier, uh, Will Carrier remains out. Nicholas Roy, uh, of course, uh, also has been dealing with a lower body injury, so we'll have to see if they play. Uh, Victor Hedman, of course, we know what happened. He got, uh, obviously, uh, injured against Carolina in that collision. Uh, did not play against Philadelphia. Will be a game-time decision here. Uh, for this game tonight against Vegas. So we'll uh, have to wait till later on in the uh, night to see uh, if we indeed get Victor Hedman and his presence back uh, on the ice for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning uh, in this game tonight. But, you know, as far as this game goes uh, tonight with uh, these two teams, uh, I think uh, when you look at uh, the matchup here, uh, I think it's going to be a, a spot where Vegas, you know, after a loss, I expect them to play hard, play tough. You know, Tampa Bay, they got the win to snap the losing streak, silence the, the doubters for a little bit. But I do want to point out something. Vegas has won three of four against Tampa Bay head-to-head. -head. You know, and they have been uh, constantly a tough tough out for this Tampa Bay Lightning team. Actually, since day one, Vegas is seven and, th uh, seven and three, uh, against or six and three, rather, against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. In nine meetings all time between the Golden Knights and the Lightning, Vegas is six and three. So Vegas has done a nice job. And you actually look at the meetings in Tampa Bay between these two teams. Vegas has won three of the four uh, in Tampa Bay. They beat Tampa 4-1 in 2018 in this building. Um, they beat uh, Tampa 3-2 in a shootout in 2019 in this building. Uh, the only, uh, Tampa did beat them 4-2 in 2020. And then last year, Vegas in a shootout 3-2 uh, in Tampa Bay. So this has definitely been um, a, a Vegas team that has been consistently tough team for Tampa Bay. So I like Vegas here. I'll take the shot plus 150. I'll dare Tampa Bay to show they're truly back on track when you're not playing a bottom feeder, which they will not be uh, here tonight in this game. Some props, though. Braden Point to score a goal still is uh, seven of the last 10 for him with a goal. Shea Theodore, I've talked about that point prop. Uh, eight of the last 10, he's gone over his point prop. Uh, I like that for sure uh, going into this game tonight for the uh, Vegas uh, Golden Knights. Uh, uh, Shea Theodore has been very undervalued in terms of the up prop market, uh, especially the point prop, the assist prop. Uh, they've all been cashing uh, as of late. Jack Eichel on a four-game point streak, but you're going to have to put that in a parlay. It's too uh, expensive to bet it by itself. Marcia So, he's trended over his two-and-a-half shots on goal in three straight games. Uh, I would probably look in that direction as well. If Hedman plays, I'd look at over two-and-a-half just because he's been trending that way as well. 
for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning here uh, in recent games. And probably, uh, look, it didn't work out the other night against Florida. They only scored one goal. Uh, it's hard to cash, you know, goal props and point props when you only score one goal. But I'm coming back to the well tonight, regardless with our guy, uh, close shave Barbashev, Ivan Barbashev here for the Vegas uh, Golden Knights. You can catch plus 120 uh, for him to get a point uh, in this game tonight. You could also sprinkle on the goal prop if you if, if, if you like. I probably will be doing so at plus 360, but he's plus 120 to get a point uh, here in this game for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. They, uh, you know, you got to like the situation. Bruce Cassidy is giving him minutes, is giving him opportunity. Uh, he's been playing with uh, Eichel and Marcia so uh, on the uh, top line. So uh, definitely Ivan Barbashev uh, prop. Uh, I'm going back to the well with the goal prop and especially the point prop. Don't sleep on Riley Smith right now either for Tampa Bay. Uh, he's got two goals and three points for the Golden Knights uh, in the last four games. So the Riley Smith prop looks, I think, appeal to me as well. Uh, and worthy of consideration tonight for this game. All right, now we've reached the uh, first half of the card. Uh, we appreciate everybody joining us as Ian Cameron with you flying solo on this Thursday edition of the Ice Guys. Hit that like button. We appreciate it very much. Back for the rest of this Thursday NHL card right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, back on the ice, guys. We keep it going on this Thursday card. Next up, one of the games of the night for sure. Vegas-Tampa is a great game. So is this, of course. Edmonton Oilers, Boston Bruins, Boston minus 165. Home favorites, six and a half the total uh, here in this one. Uh, the uh, Bruins and uh, Oilers, they just played recently uh, in Edmonton uh, not very long ago, uh, back on February 27th. Uh, Boston with a 3-2 to two win uh, over the Oilers in that game. Uh, so a little bit of a you know rapid revenge spot, if you will, for the Oilers who uh, bounced back from that 7-5 setback against Winnipeg uh, and beat Buffalo 3-2 uh, in their last game. And uh, look, they've settled on Skinner, Stuart Skinner and net. I mean, that's the way it's got to be. Jack Campbell, he's had some opportunities. He was starting to play better for a little bit there. And then he had that game against Winnipeg on Saturday, which was absolutely horrendous. So, you know, Jay Woodcroft doesn't really have much choice. He's got to roll with... Uh, Stuart Skinner here uh, in this one. Yeah, I'm going to be that idiot that's going to bet against Boston tonight. I hate to say it, but I'm going to do it uh, in this game. Um, uh, I like Edmonton here, plus 145. I just like the you know the fact that they just lost a close one, a tough one. I thought they, I thought their speed, believe it or not, gave Boston some problems in Edmonton. It's just the fact that look, uh, the goaltender was very good, made the saves he had to that night, 
and, and Edmonton had some chances. Um, I just think Edmonton here on this road trip, they've consistently played better hockey away from Rogers place this year in Edmonton. They're 19 and 13 on the road and they've played extremely well in Boston. I mean, look at the results. I mean, it's been pretty remarkable to see the run for Edmonton here uh, in Boston. They played very well, uh, five and zero for the road team in the last five meetings, but uh, for the Edmonton Oilers here in Boston, four and one uh, in their last five visits uh, here to Boston. So, uh, you know, they have played this, uh, this uh, Bruins team very well here in Boston. Uh, this is uh, no slight on the Bruins. It's just all they do is win. I get it. And this could be another night where uh, they're just, they're just too good. They find ways. They get timely goals. They get timely saves. I think their blue line is as good as it gets now uh, in the NHL, uh, one through six in quality depth. You know, such quality depth they have on their blue line that they're getting at, they're at the point now where they're going to have quality people, uh, quality defensemen sitting as healthy scratches just because of all the options now that Jim Montgomery has uh, on that Boston blue line. It's really amazing to see the depth they've got now uh, on the uh, blue line. There's no doubt uh, when you've got or uh, McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo, Forbert, Grizzlick, Connor Clifton's a freaking healthy scratch now, and, and he's pretty solid you know, in terms of a defenseman. And, of course, Dmitry Orlov is the guy that's taken his spot right now uh, for the uh, Boston uh, Bruins. So uh, it's a great blue line. There's no question. Uh, there are some props that I'm, I'm liking here. McAvoy point, McAvoy assist prop uh, I do like uh, in this one. Uh, Lindholm, by the way, Lindholm has points for the Boston Bruins from the blue line in two, three, four, five points in the last six games, uh, four of them assists. So if you can find Hampus Lindholm for Boston, uh, assist and point prop, uh, definitely look in that direction. Uh, Dmitry Orlov, I mean, you have to look at him right now uh, in terms of a point prop. What he is doing has been absolutely sick since he's been w- uh, with Boston after that trade with Washington. How about how about nine points in four games? I shit you not. Nine freaking points in four games for Dmitry Orlov here with this Boston Bruins team. Again, I'll repeat that. This is a defenseman. Nine points in four games. For the Boston Bruins, three goals as well uh, during that span. Uh, no question, he has been uh, just an incredibly good fit uh, on this uh, blue line. So Orlov props goes without saying. And it, it's a nice way for me to still, you know, in case Edmonton loses because they just fall to this mighty, you know, this mighty magic that the Boston Bruins seem to have this season where they're impenetrable. You know, in case Edmonton does lose this game, being able to bet and cash some Boston props are appealing to me. So uh, that's why we're betting some Boston props. And, you know, that's the way of thinking you should have, I think, when you're going to look at some of these games is that, yeah, I like Edmonton on the money line, but that doesn't mean I can't bet Bruins props. I should bet Bruins props. What if Edmonton's, uh, what if the Edmonton bet blows up in my uh, face tonight? Which, you know, at times, many, uh, most times, betting against Boston has been that this year for betters it's blown up in your face well wouldn't you at least like to soften the blow of those losing bets and the losing dollars you're going to be inflicted with by cashing at least some player props on the Bruins right so definitely that's my thinking here you know that if Edmonton loses this game at least we bet some of these Bruins props will uh, offset the losses uh, a little bit uh, no question so uh, I look at it here there's there's really some good props here for the uh, Bruins then uh, so again a lot of them defensemen too, and it's and Orlov. It goes without saying, uh, no question about that. Uh, Jake DeBrusque, Zaka, 
Uh, those are always the two forwards where, unlike you know, you get a little more value with those guys compared to the big guns, Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak. Uh, so I'm always interested in props for DeBrusque, props for Pavel Zaka. Pavel Zaka, by the way, three goals and four points in the last four games for the Boston Bruins. Haven't we been just humming that guy's praises here for weeks on this show, talking about Pavel Zaka, Pavel Zaka, Pavel Zaka, you know, and how good he's fit on that Chechia line for the uh, Boston Bruins this year and, and how his props are consistently worthy of betting uh, and he consistently cashes a lot of his props, goal props and point props uh, in particular for the uh, Boston Bruins. So uh, on the Edmonton side, um, yes, Evander Kane is back. That's obviously a huge development for them, uh, no question. Uh, makes them a whole lot better uh, and stronger and deeper uh, up front uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. So it looks like with Kane back, Jay Woodcroft's going to put him with McDavid and Hyman, the Nuge with Dreisaitl and Yamamoto, who's now suddenly heating up. I think Yamamoto might be someone to keep an eye on here. Uh, two, uh, three points uh, and actually four points and three goals in the last four games. So he might be the undervalued prop option right now for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Uh, just based on the fact he's starting to heat up right now. And I want to mention on the blue line, Evan Bouchard, you know, who now with Tyson Berry traded is going to take over a lot more responsibility on the power play. He's going to play number one. Uh, he's going to be the new power play quarterback on the blue line for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. And he now has gotten the three shots on goal in three games for the Oilers since that Tyson Berry trade. That's not coincidence. You know, that isn't. This is a guy now that's going to get more power play time. Power play points are a good look and a good option moving forward with Evan Bouchard for Edmonton because, again, he's going to get more of that opportunity uh, to quarterback the number one power play unit. I think if you look at it just situationally, uh, it's it's a good thing to try to capitalize on. Right now is Evan Bouchard props, uh, assist prop, point prop, shots on goal props, sprinkle on the power play uh, point props, which are going to be always great plus prices with that. So uh, definitely, I think that's a good uh, option. It makes sense logically because Barry out, Bouchard takes over a lot of those minutes uh, on the number one power play unit quarterbacking that group uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. So uh, definitely some good options there as far as the props go. I like Edmonton plus the price. I'm going to I'm going to go over the total as well in this game. I just find the, with these two teams, Boston can play defensive minded hockey. No question about that. Uh, but I think in this game, and I find this with Edmonton when they play the marquee teams and the marquee matchups are on their schedule, you often get uh, a little bit more offense in that regard. And let's keep in mind last year, the one meeting in Boston between these two teams, it was 5-3 Oilers. It went over the total. So uh, that's the way I'm going to go about it here. Edmonton money line, the over six and a half and all those props I mentioned. It's a good prop game, in my opinion, tonight with that Oilers-Bruins game, one of the Marquee games on the uh, slate tonight. All right, San Jose, St. Louis. We've got St. Louis minus 150, home favorite, six and a half. We go from that game, Edmonton, Boston, to this game. Uh, two teams playing for exercise right now, the uh, Sharks and the Blues. Blues, I don't like laying this price, minus 150. I don't care what team you are. You're humiliated when you lose 6 nothing uh, in your previous game, like San Jose was by the Colorado Avalanche. And for those two reasons, St. Louis can't be laying minus 150. San Jose is off an embarrassing loss. This is still a professional NHL team. This is still a team with some veterans on it that have pride on, like Hurdle and Eric Carlson, uh, among others. Uh, San Jose plus 130 for me. Uh, I think they, they, there's a response here when you just get whacked like they were uh, by the uh, Colorado Avalanche uh, in their last game. 
this is uh, I probably would have leaned San Jose anyway because it's two bad teams. Flip a coin, take the plus price. But I think situationally off that just, you know, just awful loss to the uh, Colorado Avalanche the other night, you're going to see San Jose want to play much better uh, here uh, in this matchup tonight. I hate to be a broken record, but this is another game where it's hard to bet anything but over the total. Uh, two meetings this year, the Blues and the Sharks, 5-3 and 6-3 uh, were the final scores. Uh, both of them in favor of St. Louis. And St. Louis has owned San Jose. That is the one fear. Seven straight head-to-head wins for the Blues over this San Jose Sharks team. Now, that was then. This is now This is now a Blues team that sold all their parts, essentially, uh, at the uh, trade deadline. Uh, a Blues team that's now favored by a price I'm not comfortable with. Uh, Kapo Kakinen, Jordan Binnington, by the way, your goaltending matchup confirmed uh, here uh, for this game tonight. I still am stick, standing by at the uh, look at San Jose here uh, as an underdog at uh, plus 130 uh, and also looking uh, over six and a half. As far as the props go uh, in this game, this is another game where there's some decent options. Uh, Justin Falk, uh, over shots on goal, uh, starting to heat up again. Justin Falk was shooting that puck. Uh, Eric Carlson as well. Uh, I think now he realizes, look, we're a little bit more depleted up front. I've got this offensive ability. Why don't I put it to good use? Why don't I shoot the puck a little bit more? He's certainly been doing that. This could be a game, too, where Eric Carlson, you know, especially when his team got uh, just at railroaded by Colorado in their last game, he really takes an onus to uh, have a huge night for them. I think the over one and a half points, which is a bet I don't bet a ton, but I think tonight I would look in that direction. Uh, Carlson, you'll get a nice plus price uh, with that going into this uh, game tonight. Uh, the uh, plus price on the uh, prop there with uh, Eric Carlson over points uh, going into uh, this game. Uh, what else do we see here tonight in terms of the uh, uh, prop market? Again, for this game, I'm just uh, taking a look at my notes here. Um, all right, here we are. Where are we? Okay, here we go. San Jose, St. Louis. Uh, Logan Couture, Barabanov. We've talked about those guys repeatedly when it comes to San Jose. Those are the guys you want to bet to make something happen. Uh, for sure. Uh, they have been uh, pretty reliable for uh, San Jose, especially now uh, with, since the uh, Timo Meyer got uh, traded away. Uh, so definitely some good options there uh, as far as uh, props for San Jose Couture, uh, Barabanov. Uh, both of them uh, definitely make sense here. Keep an eye, too, on this young kid. They just called him up, uh, actually. Uh, William Eklund for the uh, San Jose Sharks. He's only 20 years old. He was recalled from the San Jose AHL affiliate, seventh overall pick in 2021. Uh, he's having a nice year in the AHL, 41 points in 52 games. Uh, he's been up now with the uh, Sharks now for three games, the Washington, the Winnipeg, the Colorado game. Uh, one point, but getting opportunity because he's playing in the top six forward role for the um, San Jose Sharks right now. So could be some value there with his props uh, as well moving forward, including tonight. Uh, all right, that's San Jose, St. Louis. Let's move on now to Nashville and Arizona. We've got uh, Nashville minus 170 uh, road favorites, six being the uh, total uh, here in this uh, game with the uh, Preds and the uh, Coyotes. Uh, this is one where, look, I think if you're going to bet Arizona, bet them at home. I mean, they're capable at home. We saw them beat, obviously, St. Louis at home. I think the first period full game money line split on Arizona appeals to me a little bit here. Uh Nashville minus 170 on the road with, you know, this team has been picked apart at the trade deadline a little bit. Uh, they lost to uh, Vancouver 4-3 in a shootout uh, in their last game. Uh, like I said, Arizona at home. Uh, the last two games, they nearly beat New Jersey. They lost in overtime. And then, of course, they had the 6-2 to win. 
against the uh, St. Louis Blues. I'm keeping the I'm, I'm another game where the over has got to be the bet for me. Uh, over or nothing here for me with this uh, Nashville or with this Arizona team in particular. Because the one thing about Arizona, they're still giving up a shit ton of shots. Thank goodness Vimelka was on his game the other night. That's the reason St. Louis only scored two. But again, with this Arizona blue line, I'm going to knock this uh, theme down uh, continuously. Uh, and it's going to become a broken record, but they have given up 42, 40, 42, and 41 shots in their last four games. Why have they given up such so many shots? They don't have an NHL-caliber blue line. They have players that they're hoping at some point develop into very strong NHL defensemen, but they don't have those players one through six right now. You know, there's uh, many of them are young. Many of them are still developing. And then the veterans that they have, like Patrick Nemeth, he's a journeyman defenseman. That's all he is, really. And he's playing number one defensive pair for them with Giannis Moser. And then you've got Yusuf Valamaki, Josh Brown, Connor Mackey, and Victor Soderstrom. You know, it's a combination of youth inexperience and or journeyman players that are playing way too many minutes and way more than they should be. You know, so all kinds of uh, problems with the uh, blue line right now for Arizona. They just need their goalies to steal games for them. And we do know that sometimes Vimelka is capable of that. Will it be Vimelka tonight, though? This is Arizona-Nashville. They just played each other recently as well. And Nashville ended up beating uh, Arizona 6-2 to two in this building, and it went over the total. Uh, that's why I'm a little hesitant on the Arizona side, but I still lean that way because of the price. I like the over, but Ingram was in net, I believe, for that game, and it wasn't a great night for him. Uh, does Andre Tourney go back to Ingram tonight? We'll have to wait and see uh, on that, but uh, definitely a, a good prop game as well, this is, in my opinion here. Tyson Berry, point and assist. I think that's worth a look, in my opinion. He's had two points for the uh, Nashville Predators uh, and a goal in the last two games. He's now, you know, being someone that's going to be the next, you know, next to Roman Yossi, he's their next best offensive minded defenseman. So I think when you look at this game, um, definitely some props involving Tyson Berry uh, makes some sense here for the point prop, the assist prop uh, as well. Uh, Thomas Novak, it goes without saying, we've talked about his value in the prop market for Nashville uh, repeatedly. Uh, and how about this kid that just uh, recently got called up to this uh, Nashville team? Uh, Evangelista, uh, Luke Evangelista with two goals against Vancouver. And he also got a point against Florida. He had six shots on goal as well uh, in that game against the uh, Vancouver Canucks. This is a guy that it looks like uh, John Hines and the coaching staff, they're going to let him, you know, show what he can do. You know, spotlight him a little bit, give him some valuable minutes, second line duty with Novak and Sherwood right now for this kid, Luke Evangelista. So, uh, again, not a bad consideration here for some props involving him in this game tonight uh, for the uh, Nashville Predators. Again, he's getting that opportunity, and with opportunity comes the potential to produce. And and certainly uh, he's done that here in a couple of games for the uh, Nashville Predators. So the Luke Evangelista props are on the radar. Uh, plus 340 he is uh, to score a goal. So definitely uh, worth maybe taking a shot with that here in this game as well. So, yeah, basically I'd uh, – I like the over. I, I don't love that. I'm If I take Arizona, I'm taking a team that's given up 40 shots or more in four straight games. You're not supposed to win games doing that. You know, so that's my biggest fear. But I still think there's value in this price here on Arizona at plus 150. Nashville laying minus 170 on the road. No, not not a price range that they necessarily should be in, even against a team like uh, Arizona. All right. Next up, we've got L.A. and Colorado. Good matchup here 
uh, in the uh, Western Conference. Uh, Colorado off that beatdown, six to nothing over San Jose. Uh, they'll look to keep it rolling here tonight. Uh, Colorado minus 160 home favorites, six the total uh, here in this game. Uh, you know, for LA, um, we'll see if they can uh, keep their uh, good play going. Uh, for Colorado, um, yeah, I mean that was a, a win against a, a, a obviously a, a San Jose team that's not very good and a San Jose team in a tough spot. You know what can they do here against a better LA team? That's the question. They had lost three in a row. They snapped out of it, but it's going to be a lot more difficult here. Kings have won four in a row and five and one in their last six games. So I've really liked what I've seen from the Kings. They actually beat Colorado at the end of the new at the end of last year, December right before the uh, calendar switched to 2023, L.A. with a 5-4 shootout win uh, in Colorado uh, in that game. So we'll see if that uh, continues here. Uh, the uh, By the way, this is uh, over as four, four straight meetings have gone over uh, between these two teams in Colorado and 8-2 and two to the over in the last 10 Kings road games. So that's got, that's got to be another over lean for me here. It's just the way the night has basically been. And the thing with some of these overs too, is this is an, again, a six, not six and a half. So that would be the lean here for me is over the total. I'll probably end up on that for some kind of bet LA and uh, LA at the plus price. I'm tempted by uh, make no mistake about it because as good as things were for Colorado in that game against us uh, against uh, San Jose the other night, you know, being able to do this again here tonight against L.A., playing good hockey, L.A., you know, if you actually look at uh, on the road, uh, they have played uh, better of late. Uh, we'll see who's going to be a net for the Kings tonight. It's been uh, obviously known that it's going to be a goaltending battle probably for the rest of the regular season uh, for the Kings to see who's going to be the guy at playoff time for them, either uh, Phoenix Copley or Jonas Corposalo, who, of course, was just uh, acquired from the uh, Kings at the uh, trade deadline. Uh, this will be an interesting game here. Uh, Gavrikov has certainly strengthened them and bolstered them uh, on the back end. Uh, make no mistake about that. Uh, it'll And it'll be interesting to see uh, how he uh, fares here tonight here, trying to contain, obviously, this very good uh, you know, Colorado Avalanche offense. So it'll be an interesting game here tonight between uh, these two teams. Uh, the draw might be actually something to consider. This could be another one of those L.A. plus draw uh, looks here for me. A little on L.A., a little on the draw. Uh, we did see the game go to overtime the last time these teams met uh, in December uh, in Colorado. Like I said, 5-4 shootout win for L.A. Uh, and uh, when you look at uh, Corpusalo, I mean, it's amazing how we've changed our opinion on him, but he's deserved to have the opinion of him changed a little bit based on his performance this year. That's That was not a great Columbus defense in front of him, and he had uh, really good numbers uh, this year uh, for the jackets there. He was solid in his first appearance with the his new team, the LA Kings, in his first start. Uh, and it is going to be Corpusalo confirmed for the uh, Kings here tonight against Colorado. Georgiev looks like he's going to be uh, in between the pipes uh, for the uh, Avalanche, as we expect uh, Alexander Georgiev. So uh, again, the draws appealing to me uh, in this game. Uh, and uh, you know, Colorado minus one sixty at home. Yeah, uh, and they and they bounce back against San Jose, but. Uh, before that, let's not forget what happened. Seattle beat them in this building. Dallas blew them out. You know, they gave up seven to New Jersey. You know, all of a sudden here, the last couple of games against the better teams, we've they, they've had their issues. So I just think L, LA's current form merits them maybe not being this big of an underdog. So 
that's what the premise is for me to maybe look at it, to, to look at LA here as well as the draw. It's going to be one of those split bets, very much like what I'm doing with uh, Buffalo tonight. Buffalo and the draw uh, in uh, this uh, game uh, tonight here. LA and the draw in this matchup with uh, Colorado. Uh, as far as the props go, uh, let me just uh, take a look here. There are a few that uh, I'm uh, eyeing here for this uh, game with the uh, Kings and the uh, Avalanche tonight. Uh, let me see what else have we got here. Um, let me just see. Uh, yeah, Kevin Fiala uh, over shots in three straight. I like it. Victor Arvidsson over shots in four straight games. I like that. Big Val Nachushkin's on fire at points in eight straight games. He's gotten an assist in six straight games. Uh, those are good prop looks to potentially tonight as well uh, for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, we've got uh, Nathan McKinnon's scored a goal in eight of the last 10. McKinnon's shooting the puck a shit ton. His shots on goal certainly could get over that number. Rantanen has scored a goal in seven of the last eight games. You know, Arturi Lekkanen to get a point. He's starting to heat up a little bit for the Avalanche right now. Uh, those are definitely going to be some of the uh, the um, props that I'm eyeing here for this matchup here with the Kings and the Avalanche. All right, final game of this massive Thursday card. We thank you. Thanks for everyone for hanging in uh, here and watching on this Thursday. Of course, we appreciate it again. I'm flying solo today with Alex's internet still down and out, hoping he's back tomorrow. We'll wrap it up with Ottawa and Seattle. We've got the uh, Seattle Kraken uh, minus a one uh, 35 uh, home favorites in this game. And the total here sitting at around six and a half uh, in this matchup. Um, I said, you know, earlier this week that, yeah, okay, it was a bad game against Chicago, but let's not forget, let's not have recency bias here. Let's not forget how Ottawa looked before that game, that things were coming together. They were looking like a really good offensive team. Uh, and, um, you know, they were playing some really good hockey before that. Uh, I think Ottawa, after that, you know, pounding they took against Chicago, I think you're going to see the uh, motivation factor be very high for them to bounce back with a much better effort. Uh, and I think they will bounce back with a much better effort here. So I'm going to rock with Ottawa here. First period, full game money line split uh, in this game tonight. First period money line, full game money line. Split it up between the two. Because I think the first 20 minutes, they'll really come out with purpose after that uh, destruction and that beatdown shut out by the Chicago Blackhawks the other night. Uh, I think definitely that uh, first uh, 20 minutes could even be the stronger bet in this game is uh, the first period that Ottawa plays a whole lot better. Uh, in this one, uh, Ottawa, by the way, five of their last six games uh, have gone over the total uh, three, one and one to the over in Seattle's last five home games. Uh, and again, this is an over. This was a team that was an over machine before getting shut out by uh, Chicago in their last game. So, uh, you know, we're going to live and die by these overs tonight. Like there's very few games where I can't make a case for the over tonight. The only one that I'm kind of not excited about as far as the overs concerned is Rangers, Montreal. Uh, Islanders, Pittsburgh, um, Vegas, Tampa could go either way with the total. Um, but every other game, I pretty much like the over, uh, and this one included, uh, over six and a half here because I don't fully trust Matt Sogard. And, uh, if he's in net tonight, you know, that's, that's not exactly someone where I say, Hey, we've got full confidence in him, uh, to shut the door, uh, for the, uh, Ottawa senators tonight. So that's definitely something that you would have to be uh, concerned about. Uh, going into this game. Now, what I do think you want to mention here with Sogard is that, you know, at least now he's going to know he's the starter well ahead of time. You know, it's not going to be a, a last second surprise that, whoa, all of a sudden against Chicago, you're in net uh, here uh, in uh, this uh, game. So 
Uh, I definitely uh, think that um, the over can get there because I think Seattle will score a little bit against this Ottawa team. Uh, where he's still trying to iron out the kinks and the consistency. Remember, he's a very young goalie. He's going to have good nights. He's going to have bad nights. I think they'll try to play better uh, as a team around him and in front of him. Uh, but, um, you know, he's still a work in progress as a goaltender for this team. But I think that offense, which was cooking before the Chicago game, he can kind of get revved back up tonight. A uh, lot of props I like in this game on both sides because I think both teams can find the back of the net. Uh, Jacob Chikrin, you know, we've talked about how he's been uh, looking to shoot the puck. He had three shots on goal against Chicago. I like his goal prop and his point prop uh, tonight uh, for the uh, Senators. Uh, you could go with a bunch of different options in terms of Ottawa. Timmy Stutzla remains option number one, whether it's especially the shots on goal prop, like he's just been a machine in terms of going over his shots on goal numbers for the Ottawa Senators. Five straight, he's gone over his shots. Drake Batherson has gone over his shots on goal prop in five straight games for Ottawa. Uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, that's been good props lately. Uh, Jared McCann on the Seattle side, Jared McCann shots on goal over and four straight Jared McCann to score a goal. He's red hot. Take a look at that. Jared McCann to get a point. Uh, although now they're finally pricing that uh, point prop on Jared McCann, a lot more pricey, uh, but st still worth a look. Vince Dunn for the uh, Seattle Kraken. He's coming into this game tonight on a seven game point streak for this uh, Seattle team. So uh, his point prop is absolutely worth a look tonight as well for the uh, Seattle Kraken. So it's an excellent prop game, a nice mixture, shots on goal props that stand out, goal props that stand out, point props uh, on both sides that make a lot of sense as well. Uh, don't even sleep on Ellie Tolvin in here for uh, Seattle as well. He's actually gone over a shot prop in three straight games, and he's always a great bargain bin option, been a different player really for, uh, since the uh, Kraken obtained him uh, off waivers from the uh, Nashville Predators. So really, really good game. Stutzla shots, Stutzla points, Stutzla goal, Batherson shots. Uh, you could even put Batherson to score a goal. McCann point prop shots on goal, goal prop. Uh, Giroux has gotten a point in seven of the last 10. Eberly seven of the last 10. Vince Dunn, seven of the last 10 games with a point. Uh, it as an assist in seven of the last 10 games as well. So uh, yeah, there's just a, absolutely a plethora of tantalizing. This is a full-on prop buffet in this Ottawa-Seattle game. Tons of options. Hopefully the food is tasty with all of them uh, in this game tonight, Ottawa and uh, Seattle. So there you go. Ottawa first period, full game money line. little over six and a half look for me as well, along with those props. All right, good stuff. There we go. That's the uh, Thursday uh, NHL card. Thank you, everyone, jo joining us on YouTube hit the like button. Appreciate it very much. And shout out to our podcast listeners as well. Check out patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month, uh, goalie charts, totals, charts, power ratings, uh, daily ice guys show betting card, video content. I will be posting the Nikita Kaczurski interview uh, late this afternoon. It'll go up on the Patreon page. We talked a lot about NHL post-trade deadline. Great interview. Lots of uh, great NHL analysis there. Uh, with that. So that'll be on the Patreon page exclusively for our Patreon members and subscribers. Again, subscribe, sign up, patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. All right, we'll wrap it up with best bets in just a second, right after we hear from Manscaped.
Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 takes care of your facial hair uh, and among other things. Uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at Manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we're back here on the ice, guys, and it is time for a best bet here for this Thursday uh, card. Uh, hey, there's Alex in the chat. There he is. Uh, Alex has just had an internet nightmare uh, this week, essentially, and it's uh, it's just been a uh, it's been tough. Uh, it's been tough. So uh, there it is. Kings and Avs draw uh, plus three forty five, and uh, just thinking along what I'm thinking there. I think the Kings are live. I think it's a close game. Uh, the Kings and the draw and a little split. Uh, I like that in that game. So there you go. Uh, Kings Avs draw for uh, Alex with the uh, best bet. But my best bet here for this uh, uh, NHL card, uh, let me just see what we're going to roll with here tonight. Um, there's a lot of good options, a lot of really good options here. Uh, sometimes, you know what, you got to go to, uh, you know, some of the worst games on the card, some of the weaker games on the card to make money. I really like the San Jose spot tonight, plus 130 against St. Louis. I love that they got embarrassed by Colorado. You know, I love that we got St. Louis laying a price that I don't think they deserve to lay or they shouldn't be trusted to lay this kind of minus 150 to minus 160 price against anybody uh, in the NHL right now. And I like the fact that we got the Sharks off that 6 nothing bludgeoning, you know, at the hands of the uh, Saint, at the hands of the Colorado Avalanche. Let's not forget that team beat Winnipeg the night before uh, beating the Jets. So uh, it's a situational bet. It's a good price. Uh, I like it here tonight, San Jose. Uh, a team that, you know, even with their issues, they haven't totally rolled over uh, down the stretch here. So we're going to go with that here. San Jose, SJ Sharkey, plus 134 is the best price out there. San Jose uh, as a dog against St. Louis for my best bet here on this uh, Thursday NHL card. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it very much. Uh, for sure. And a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, 
Download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 